Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Danny Sanchez. Welcome back to Broadway Live, your home to Broadway news, pop culture, and more. It's not your normal podcast, it's Broadway Live. Welcome back to the Barbara Live Podcast. It's your host, Denise Sanchez here. I cannot believe this is episode 20 of the Barbara Live Podcast, and I have a great guest for you this week. Here we have Logan Sofrenenko from the Campfire Series Podcast. I brought him along to talk about all things theater, his theater beginnings, combining sports and theater in a podcast, you name it, we talked about it. Always, don't forget to subscribe to Barbara Live on your preferred streaming platform, and please follow our social media platforms on Instagram at BY.Live and on Facebook at the Barbara Live Podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. So, Logan, how are you doing today? I'm doing terrific. How are you doing today? I am doing swell. Thank you so much for coming on the Barbara Live Podcast. I really appreciate it. We have seen each other before because you had me on your podcast in regards to the Tread of Oregon. So that was cool meeting you there. Uh, but now you're on my neck of the woods. So tell me, Mr. Logan, so Franco, that's the last name, right? Um, tell me about your whole deal with Broadway and sports. That's a very interesting <laughs> combination. As theater kids listening, Broadway and sports, do they actually go together? I don't know. So tell me, what 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 is Broadway and sports podcast? Well, I think to answer your question, uh, if they go together, they definitely don't. Uh, and that's what's awesome. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, more, it's more or less showcasing my interest. Uh, I was a very athletic kid growing up. I love sports. I study sports. I want to do sports broadcasting. But at the same time, I did theater at my high school and in my middle school and then a few community shows and I fell in love with it and I wasn't originally going to go to college for it. But luckily, I got some help financially from the theater department at my university. So here we are double majoring in sports and theater. And since we got a lot of downtime and I'm not living on campus, I kind of decided just to put them all together and have one day or two episodes a week, one day be sports, one day be theater. And I think I've divided the audience at a pretty i've done a pretty okay job with it. it's a little confusing at times but it was at the beginning at least but now it's it, it's been awesome i get sports people listening to our sports talks i interview professional sports broadcasters so it's not just like you know a couple of dudes just chatting sports it's some it's something <laughs> different that's good i think that's unique because like when you think of sports and broadway it's like these two polar well they are polar opposite things but in a way like you know, measuring them together, it's unique to be like, oh, what is that? I want to get into that. Because when I was, when I, for if I guess when I was in an online production of Treadle Oregon that happened like a month ago, and when I was told we were doing an interview with, um, with Broadway and Sports Podcast, I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. And I was very, like, open with that because I was like, you know what? You know, people can be interested in both things or one or the other. And, like, personally, I'm not a sports person, but I don't mind it as much you know my father and my dad my, my dad and brother are both Steelers fans so they're very into that you know sports narrative but I mean you know what you do you as real I like to say um so with what's what's like you know what's like your theater ex- experience like have you like done any shows you know you've been up all that yeah so I I want I like saying my, myself that I, I I I did high school theater um I went to a small high school but our high school in I'm from Los Angeles. I'm from San Fernando Valley. So mm-hmm. we're not like Hollywood. We're like, if you ever been to the Burbank airport, I don't know if you have, it's 
lot cheaper to fly into Burbank than it is LAX. So people sometimes fly in there. So that's sometimes where people might know where Burbank is. But anywho, yes, I did theater in high, high school. I've done Music Man. I've done I was I've done something rotten. I've Ooh. done Peter Peter Pan. I did some plays. I did a couple of showcases. Um, I did the regional awards that qualify for the Jimmy Awards, which oh, is wow. the nas- national awards. And I was not a finalist and I wasn't going to the Jimmy's, but that's okay. Um, you know, a lot of people that weren't finalists are they're already working professionally. And definitely what show uh, were you with? What, what show was it where you were in for that? Music Man. I played Harold Hill. So oh. I, I re- yeah. So we got to spend five days. Uh, well, I mean, not not housing, but I, you know, driving to Hollywood. Uh, we had an award show. We did boot camps and we like did a whole audition process with uh, Kenny Ortega, who directed High School Musical. Oh, uh, Kathy, I love- Kathy Rigby, who was Peter Pan on Broadway. Wow. And I was fan fanboying, I guess, if you will, because <laughs> during my audition, because we, we would audition, that's how they would choose a soloist. And Kenny Ortega comes around the table and we're facing stage left. We're not like, auditioning toward the house we're at the ricardo montalban theater which is just down the street from the pantages which is the the broadway house of la and i'm looking stage left because that's where we're facing we're facing the wing and he comes around the table he stands within two inches of me he gives me critique and he gives me like he said he says these four words that have have stuck with me since then it was two years ago he's like you're funny man you're really funny i'm like whoa wow can you take that but yeah, and now I'm I'm I did a Zoom production of Lear, not King Lear, because Lear was actually a girl in our production, so we called it Lear, and she was amazing. Uh, we did that over Zoom, and this semester we're doing a musical, and we're doing it in like a style of music videos, so it's a little different. It's like we're recording it in a studio, and then we're like taping it, and doing it as if they're shooting a, a Broadway movie. You know how they film it; they have the actual track on top of it, and we're doing a show called Theory of Relativity. Oh, I know it's that a, show. Yeah, yeah, it's a awesome. super fun show. I knew nothing about it before, but now I do, and it's it's fun. And I'm stressing because we've had a week to learn all the music so we can oh. be performance ready and record it for Saturday. So I'm terrified and I haven't been sleeping and I've been at my keyboard for like three hours a day, but that's theater. <laughs> that's awesome. And like, that's so cool. And like those experiences that you remember and like, you know, especially now with everything with zoom and production, online virtual production, we've learned so much in regards to like how to record, how to edit, how to do all these things and whatnot, which is really interesting. And um, so that's awesome. I did not know that. And, um, so now that you're in college, you know, I'm assuming you're in college, I'm assuming, right? Yes. I am a freshman in college. Oh, nice. Nice. So, you know, and you're, you're, you're in sports, sports broadcasting and you did so, and I do think like with having that theater background has helped you in like your sports broadcasting like journey. Uh, yeah. So I haven't done, there's two types of like broadcasting. I like to say there is that I've been do. I've been studying. There's public address announcing, which is the one you do in stadiums. You know, if you ever go to a stadium and you hear a guy on the mic, there's that, or there's the other one play by play where if you're watching TV, uh, it's the guy giving you the what's going on and breaking down what's up. I've not done play by play yet. I've done public address, but I am hoping to do play by play if our school has a basketball season, but to answer your question, Yes, it has helped me because sports broadcasting is performing. And uh, all those nerves that I had my freshman and sophomore year performing, they they went away junior and senior year because you prepared better in rehearsals. And just like you do 
for a uh, a game. You have your your stat sheet and you're doing your research and your homework and you're asking coaches how to pronounce names so you don't mess it up. And you know, I think that when it comes to theater, you have to have a good work ethic in rehearsals. And you know this in your your show that you did, Trail the Oregon. It's you you have to put in the work and you had a good product and you guys had a great show. I had I had a lot of fun watching it. Oh, yes. So, but yeah, but yeah, that that to answer your question, yes, it theater definitely does. Uh, tie into my broadcasting studies. Awesome. Theater is very like foundational. I always tell people like, like in high school and like college or like, when I talk to ath- the typical athlete, like all that, I, you know, I tell people like, you know, theater, like I feel it's a very, it's a foundational ground as if, of course, it, it prepares you to work hard, memorization, you know, being uh, working with people collaboratively you know, that's how I view theater as, and of course with sports, you have that, but I think that with theater and, you know, in general, more specifically, you know, you, I don't know. It's just like, because I did sports when I was younger. I don't really count that as like, you know, sports, but I did. We all, we all try it when we're young. We all try when we're younger. Yeah. But I found more of my tribe in theater because it just, it felt more freeing and expressive, you know, more freeing in ways of me wanting to, you know, portray a certain character or being with an environment because, you know, in sports, you know, as, you know, when I'm younger and, you know, as a bigger person in, um, in the sports world, it's very of a masculine dominating, you know, factor, very much that forefront there and very, you know, you know, I don't explain it, but it's very much like that vibe. But that I, I get, yeah, for sure. But with theater, you know, it, it gives you a sense of we're all welcome to the table. Um, with a caveat, there's different aspects of theater. I hope it's not a good experience, <laughs> but you know, it's a very much of a collaborative effort and art and it's to share art and to tell a story. Um, then with you, you know, doing, you know, having a sports background and being in theater, you sort of defy that stereotypical S, you know, boy does theater and sports that vibe. Tell me about, you know, your experience with that, you know, having that you know, did you ever have any like preconceived thoughts of like, oh, doing theater and sports, you know, when you were, you know, growing up? Well, I always got called Troy Bolton until uh-huh. my junior year. And I, I, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of it at first because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be me. But yeah, I, 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 pl- I played sports up until my junior year of high school. And then I, I kind of poured it all in for theater. And I also was the theater kid that did broadcasting and did public address announcing. But growing up, I did theater in sixth grade. I saw my sisters do a show in the fall and I'm like, Hey, I want to audition in the spring. It was a community theater that we did sound of music. I was an understudy. The guy who had the part, I was, it was Friedrich von Trapp. He dropped out and I luckily not got to do it. And then I just fell in love with it. But also I've been doing baseball and basketball and football, you like four sports since I was seven. And I'm six foot five. So I, you know, I have that, I had that oh frame and I know that's so weird. People on zoom don't know how tall I am, but, but I, my dad, very big, you know, he's a big, big Patriot fan where raised me in that, in that household. And uh, yeah, definitely it was challenging because when I first started doing theater in high school, there was conflicts. There was, I, 
was making my director mad because I was at baseball practice, making my coach mad because I was at theater practice. And I would never advise anybody to do that. But if you can, if you can juggle both and you can work something out with your coaches and directors, do it. And luckily enough, my director was very understanding. But then my parents always told me that you can never get a scholarship to do theater. And you can never, and I, and you know, it comes in sports, but they, they, so, but that was freshman year, my freshman year. Then they started to finally adapt to it because their the mindset became, Hey, I'm going to do my thing in high school. I'm a hard worker. I study both crafts, theater and sports to the bone. I watch sports games and I call stuff before it happens. And, you know, I do, I have the podcast where I have filled with information I'll go where I'm supposed to be. And then three weeks into the the shutdown of the world, I get an email saying, Hey, we're giving you a scholarship to do theater at Cal Lutheran. So I'm like, great, good responsibility. It paid off. But now it's, I'm looking forward to seeing where the, the juggle takes like actually happens in college. Cause I haven't had it yet. Cause I've been living at home, but uh, luckily enough, I get to do all the hard work for this show before hopefully doing games for basketball which is nice because I was really worried about that. I have to juggle it. And my time does prioritize the theater because they're the department that is looking at me and offering me stuff. So I do have to give to them first. So it definitely, I would never recommend anyone juggling it, but if you can do it smartly, do it 100%. Awesome. It's cool that like you defy the stigma of just the typical athlete jaw computer you know just that sort of I like the fact that you can defy that stereotype and that we're progressing forth to just theater is not just for girls and for feminine men and you know it's not and in sports it could be either way it's you do what you want to do what makes you happy I think that's the the moral of thing we moral that we can take away from that um and like you know it does not make you less of a man doing a theater show and in makeup in any way of that sort like it does not so it's much of like you I'm just doing theater because I love doing it like it's not and I love t- telling a story and whatever it is it doesn't make you less masculine or less more fit it is, it's just and I, de- I definitely had my times where I said hey I'm going to a ballet class and you know some dudes are like what but my friends luckily enough were open to they like they they knew that I was the theater kid and you know yeah there's been a lot of people who I've met that have had hard times being a boy in theater and luck luckily enough all of them that i know are friends now and they're at big schools so they defied everything and they're doing theaters because they love it you know yeah it's it's you know we're in 2021 that's what i like to say 2021 we're progressing forth we're having fun time in theater you know we're all welcome to the table everyone you can all you can all sit with us we're all accepting here um now in regards to just um, have you, what have you learned in regards to now working with this podcast of sports and theater in regards to, uh, shifting gears of, I'm going to talk sports here. I'm going to talk theater here. You know, how, how has it been navigating your whole podcast and your whole journey in, you know, this new format? Well, I've never done it outside of zoom. So I don't know <laughs> what sure. having a podcast in person is, is like, so that's one thing. But also doing it with sports and theater, I definitely have different voices. I've noticed that. I am a lot deeper when I talk about 
sports. I don't know why it's just I had like the play by play because this is not the voice I would do on air with a headset for broadcasting, but it kicks in sometimes. But yeah, it's just I have different information, so I present it differently. Um, I'm more articulate since I started doing this podcast. I've had it for you know nine and a half months, um, breaking my planes of networking and talking to people I never thought I could talk to and you know, having, having friends in the industry is kind of cool. Yeah. And I think that now network, it just shows how important reaching out is and you know, how important being nice is to people. But to answer your question, like before, like about being different, different with the sports and theater, like for the podcast, uh, it's just natural. And I've, I've grown up having knowledge for sports so I can you know, crack out a 30 minute conversation with sports. And then I'm talking about a guy from, you know, come from away. I can talk a 30 minute conversation about come from away. So, yeah. That's cool. It's good to have that. It's just, it plays a, a figure and it's just unique to have that and to have both, you know, as, you know, as I'm a theater, I'm a theater and journalism major. So having the sense of, you know, I'm more expressive. I can talk to people. I'm very you know, vocal with that, but also, you know, I, if you ask me about sports, I cannot, I cannot give you that low down. And that's okay. (laughs) I cannot low down. I have basic knowledge in sports. My brother does teach me whenever I need to, but I love when he talked about networking because also it's a big thing. Any of the Broadway Live listeners knows I'm a big advocate for putting yourself out there and being expressive and being out there in regards to yourself. But, and especially, you know, I always say the worst thing that like someone can say to you is no, and you'll never know unless you try and do it. So you never, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So it's a matter of, you know, DMing that person you want to be on your podcast or asking if they want to help you with this or simply, you know, trying to collaborate at this point, we're all on our phones. We're all on our laptops. You know, it's a perfect time to, you know, do that. And, you know, how has networking and establishing those connections now? And what do you think, how do you think doing this now will help you in the future? Well, let me just say for a few people I had on my show, I had to go through some people to, get them on i had to email one person and then email another and then another one i I met at a convention last year and he remembered me it's you know he's the voice of the dodgers which is a he's he's one of the biggest names in broadcasting now so what i've learned now is you just said it you 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 miss 100 or was you miss 100 of the shots you don't take and yeah i think that in life you just have to go for it you're not going to you're not going to make it if you're going to sit on your couch watching Netflix all day saying, Oh, oh I no. wish I could be on Broadway, but I'm not, I'm not in the, in the, in the vocal studio doing warmups and working on my vibrato or, you know, when it comes to sports, Oh, I should be watching college basketball so I can follow what's going on in the March madness playoffs. You know, like you have to put the work in and in with that being said, the work is also reaching out and taking shots with people. You know what I mean? Like I, I compare it to, you know, not me because I've had a girlfriend for two years, but you know, shooting your shot with with a celebrity, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but yeah, it's 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 really important, especially if you, you said journalism. You know, journalists journalists don't get hired unless they reach out and they don't they put put their work out there. Mm-hmm. And especially me, I've grown a greater appreciation for journalists uh, in these times because I've watched. You know, I when elections were happening, I was watching CNN and watching uh, ABC, watching I was watching all the news channels to see how they articulate, how they present their information, and 
just their opinions. And that also helps me on my podcast because like right now I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at myself because it's like camera stuff that you learn just watching that, that stuff. So, but to answer your question about networking, you, you, you have to do it. And it's, it's, it's changed me and it's going to be real interesting when theater does come back and I start seeing these shows and I see people I've had on my, my podcast, I, you as well. I mean, you've had some people that have been in the industry as well. When you see them working, you'd be like, Hey, I, at the stage door, I remember me, here's a t-shirt. Yeah. It's just cool. And like, we're in this digital age where it's like, it's very accessible now as Mm. if, you know, I was talking, I I talked with Tyler Mount last week in regards to this accessibility and like, it's so different nowadays than it was back then in regards to working and collaborating or whatever. It's no, we have opportunities and things on our phones and our fingertips. It's very so much out there. And I've been on TikTok for almost two years now. And honestly, you know, if, if if it wasn't for TikTok, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I really it, it wouldn't it would be led up to another. I've had so many great great highs and great lows on the platform and meeting people. And I wouldn't have met people have what I've not done virtual theater. I've not done all these things if it wasn't for putting myself out there. So it's mm-hmm. very much as if you know, take the chances and put yourself out there to the best of your ability. And it's also you reaching out to just people. Like if I reach out to somebody and I have them on my show, that could help their medium and that could help their platform. Ghostlight reaching out to me on my podcast helped a lot and it helped my numbers. And Ghostlights is one of the best, uh, one of the highest ratings I, I've had. And it helped me get a new audience with you know, virtual theater companies. So I think that going back to networking, if you reach out to somebody and they come on your show and that's what they say about podcasts. You, you grow your podcast by being on other people's shows and talking about other stuff. So when I've had people on, it's helped them a little bit. I don't know if you know, who JJ Neiman is, I, I love him. Uh, I, he was on my podcast before he was in the Ratatouille TikTok musical. He was before he blew up on TikTok, and it, but I didn't. I'm not saying I, I gave him. I gave him that following. Not at all. I don't have any followers on TikTok. I have 500 on TikTok. I have nothing. But, but what's cool seeing people's journeys 100%. after you talk to them. And I talked to him almost a year ago, and just it's interesting. So stay tuned, everyone, to your listeners if they want to check stuff out. We have part twos coming with. Uh, actors and actresses I've already interviewed to follow up and see what happens with a year. Oh my God. That's a cool idea. I never thought about that. That's so cool to have. Um, That's so awesome. And like, you know, to build those relationships and it's very interesting, but also like, as I'm, I can class myself as a Broadway geek. I'm not ashamed. Um, (laughs) I have to, of course, establish my professionalism and cool. Um, To give a little fun question. What has been a guest that you've had theater sidewise that you were very excited to talk to very excited to you know speak with them and you know didn't want to be that obsessed over you can think of one it's a good question um i'm talking to, i love talking to everybody I, and there's honestly there's always one person i get more nervous than the other and it was more towards the beginning of the podcast that i did I was nervous talking to people. Now I'm just, I'm excited for everyone. But one that sticks out to me that meant a lot to not just, I mean, it meant it, all of them mean the same to me, but it meant a lot to my mom. My mom is a huge come from away fan. It was our first show that we saw together on Broadway. And I got to interview Gino Carr, who played uh, Oz, the cop in the original Broadway cast. And she was very intrigued by what he had to say. I'm interviewing another original Broadway cast member who's going to be in the come from away film 
in the coming weeks, which I'm excited for, but it's just, it's just, there's a lot of people who I've talked to on the show that talk to me on DM and we talk about sports and I've had a person I interviewed for theater come on my show for sports. And I, but you know, I'm going to stop blabbering. I'm going to give, I'll give you, I'll give you one that stuck out with me. Uh, Sean Allen Krill of Jagged Little Pill. Love that man. He, he, you know, everyone has to say yes, but he gave me great insight and I interviewed him in a very unique time in our country when racial injustice was starting to get the spotlight it, it deserved, but wasn't getting before, you know, before like the, the issue of it, not like, Hey, we're not going to touch it. You know what I mean? But, yeah. and he, he gave me some really interesting stuff we talked about and it was like an educational uh, episode I talked to and we, him and I talk a lot and, you know, I see the fandom he has, and it's kind of cool saying that I have him as a friend, which is same here. Nice. Yeah, he's so sweet. This yeah, is so, oh yeah, so off top. This is really off topic, but with Sh- like such a nice man, I did a TikTok of doing. It was around the trend of doing like impressions of people, like impressions of right. like people. I did an impression of Sean Lacroix. I did, <laughs> I did a, yeah, I did, and he saw it and loved it so much, and you know, got back to me and followed me on follow me back and it was very sweet about it and um just those little things that i appreciate and you know all of that and didn't think that he would see it but just you know very nice guy but um that's so cool to hear and like you know especially with my little broadway life journey and talking to people and the goal is to spread conversation and spread inclusivity and diversity and also to make that the forefront, but also establish conversations that are not as represented in the community and to just bring awareness, education and appreciation as, as if, you know, that's my looking at it and also highlight, you know, you know, I have plans to bring, you know, people are not in the spotlight as much, you know, that are not usually interviewed or not usually ever talked about that are, are, are underdogs in theater that make things happen. Um, that's also the future plans as well. But um, yeah, that's so cool. Like, you know, having your merging, merging with sports and Broadway and it's so unique. And, you know, I've always, I always, you know, people ask me, how'd you get started on TikTok or how do this and whatever. And TikTok has grown since I've been on it. So, you know, there are multiple more people that could give you an answer. But since I've been on it for a while, I can always say, you know, find your niche, find your community, but also... If you, have, if you have a good, you know, niche, stick with it. You know, you with Broadway and sports, it's such a unique concept that I think that people are going to be like, well, what is that? Let me go look at it real quick. It's very you much. Might have to help me with the TikTok algorithms because <laughs> I, I've tried TikTok and I don't have the energy. I don't have the creativity. I wish it's a I lot. Did, it's, it's a lot. My, like my girlfriend, she is employed by someone by TikTok. I'm like, how do you, like, how do you, how do you do that, man? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Not like TikTok, the company. Like she works for a company. She, she, she grew and she like understood the trends. And I was like, "This it's is all lie. this after having one after having one video blow up." And she had a, a video of a dog that hit four million views. And I'm like, mm. "How? Like I don't <laughs> understand it." And it's just fascinating that like yourself, like you have a TikTok audience and you have, an, a, you said niche and you had and you you have the following, which is super admirable. So I commend you on that and congrats on. Obviously, I mean, TikTok helped you get Ghostlight. And I don't know, are you involved with Ghostlight still? 
um yeah we got we were like um that was my first production with them and we're all still friends like we're all friends mm. or when we talk whatever um as of now their future projects i don't know yet um we'll see what happens but um i'm just a simple cast member that you know worked with them they're all they're all my friends first before i audition i auditioned um but you know i recommend working with them they're great people um go to theatricals go check them on instagram they're very awesome great people um but yeah like with tiktok it's very very interesting in regards to people asking about the algorithm it's a hit or miss in regards to a conversation mm-hmm. it is a lot of factors and layers like i said before it was so much easier when i started to get viral than it is now depending on certain demographic studies and, de- and how it's very it's a big topic it's like a whole separate episode a topic to have of just tiktok mm-hmm. and how it works and of course a lot of digital marketers and whatever and i've been actually taking a course on digital marketing because with the Broadway pandemic, I got to find other things that I'm interested in to do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of factors go into play in regards to, you know, where, uh, brands, awareness, and trends, and all that stuff like that. So, I mean, all I got to say with TikTok is to always, you know, be yourself, put yourself out there, you know, find your find what you love and passionate about and you'll have that community that will be with you and support you along the way and you'll have your ups and downs but you know as long as you stick with it and be consistent you know you'll have a relative great product at the end um but yeah um logan it was so great talking to you about your neck of the woods and your show and everything you know you have any future plans and any future insights to what's happening with um your podcast I uh, I got nothing to I got I, I everything is exciting for me and everything's exciting but we're gonna keep doing it and I I I just started a new podcast where I talk to college athletes which is a set like a, it's like completely different than Campfire Series podcast which is the podcast go check it out but uh it's a different podcast than that uh where I interview just college athletes and how they balance stuff out I just started that my first episode was a couple of days ago um. So yeah, I'm just, you know, like you said, we had a lot of downtime, so I'm just trying to find ways to get out there. And I actually do have a pretty cool guest coming on my show, which y'all should stay tuned for on, hold on. I'm going to pull out the calendar. Uh, March 18th. Ooh, March 18th, guys. Go follow the campsite and fire podcast. Literally so amazing. Logan, you're doing a great job in regards to your journey and everything. Keep doing you. you Likewise. A- congrats on your, on your podcast. Thank you, everyone. If you got Broadway Live, tell the listeners you can love sports and love theater. That's the moral of the story that I yes. would like to tell you all. Um, Logan, where can we find you on social media? That's personally. You can find me at L Sofarenko31. Uh, if you need a spelling, it's S-O-F-O-R-E-N-K-O 31, because that's my it's my high school number. Um, so that, and then Twitter, my name, Logan Sanfranco, uh, TikTok, same as Instagram and follow at campfire series podcast for everything. It's, it's been fun. And then if you want to follow our college podcast, I don't know if that really, you know, draws your listeners. I'll just throw it out there. It's called crushing college pod, but that's for college athletes and i i guarantee your listeners are like yeah let's stick to campfire series we never know the listeners are all around but yeah guys listen thank you so much logan for everything you have done 
Um, subscribe to Broadway Live on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, you name it. New episodes every Wednesday. Logan, thank you so much. And guys, have a great day. Bye.